This time I know not the mind probe, episode number 73. Who shot JR? Well, welcome to No Not The Mind Pro Varmints. Yes, the Western one. <laughs> oh, God. Can we all do a COD Western accent? Can't we all do a British Western <laughs> accent? <laughs> well, I'm talking British Western. So, obviously, I'm a multi-talented voice over a person, as folks who listen to the podcast can tell. Very obvious. Yep. And, you know, people who are good at voices and accents and things like that, you got to have a hook, right? What's your hook into something? Hmm. And the challenge of obviously starting cold every time with my approach to my new reading of No, Not the Mind Probe uh, is I can't I can't do my hook. But I was just trying to think, what's my what's my Western hook? Like my Scottish hook is, ah, ah, hi, ah, hi, 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 right? And, oh, and my, my, my Irish hook yep. is, oh, oh, it's a car, and all that. But, like, I'm trying uh, to think, what's uh, my Western hook? Vermint, varmint. I mean, every can do. I say round, roundabout, roundabout. Oh yeah, you do it more of a bassy sort of. Well, because I think of Sam Elliott. Oh yeah, you don't open your mouth, you're just kind of go. Mm, mm. All right, and you think of a think about a mustache, mustache. getting in the yeah, way. Yeah, got to have a big mustache. Yeah. This is a podcast, folks. Or we watch yeah. and rank every single uh, Doctor Who story ever. And you know what? We're not, you know, I'm just thinking back to our last episodes. We're not afraid to shy away from the bold recommendations. Yeah. You know, actually, I was thinking about it. Is that, so if we had a producer, which folks, it may surprise you to know we do not. But if, if we, we do we not, did, no. <laughs> uh, no. What they would have said. It's, it's, it's real professional around here, you <laughs> yeah, would right. think. But, what no. they but we have five grips. I don't know why we why we did that. <laughs> it's a union thing. We had they tell us we have to, and it's that if the producer were listening to us during the recording of the last episode, and then the the sort of post green room you know chat, I imagine hmm. what they would say is, "Okay, guys, during the last podcast, the recorded part." <clears throat> You recommended Steven Spielberg. You 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 spent some time talking about Steven Spielberg movies and recommending that people watch some of the most famous movies ever made. Then when you stopped <laughs> recording, then you went into a, an interesting discussion about independent films and new films that were coming out. And oh yeah, timely and relevant <laughs> features. And no, I also said I I saw the first John Wick and didn't really like it that <laughs> much. That was my hot take. That was my lukewarm, cold served served cold take. <laughs> sure. What's your name and who My are you? My name is John Grant. John. Hi. And Hi. I am a lifelong Doctor Who fan. I've been watching it for 38 years, which is an extraordinary amount of time. That is yeah. a very long time. Uh, my name is Porter Mason. John's been asking me to watch Doctor Who for 26 years, which relative to 38 yeah, barely, is... Barely, I mean, barely a, a drop in the bucket. Drop in the bucket. Yeah. A couple years ago, I finally said <laughs> you. Come on, darn Asian. <laughs> <laughs> Each episode of this here podcast, we look at two stories. We're going through the new Doctor Who series in order, and our Doctor Who Samo Yeah, that's a hard one to keep the accent. Actually, yeah, you got it. You got to put some like they're putting air yeah. quotes on it when they're saying, "Oh, look at Mister Samo here." We'll find a pairing with the classic story, John. What, what's going on? Well, as you may have gleaned from your from your careful listen to the beginning here. 
from the fun we're having. <laughs> we're doing Westerns. It's a Western day. And I'm not talking about Western omelets, although we should have done a Western omelet segment. Ooh, I will. I, I could go for a Western omelet right, right now. All right, folks, actually, we're going to take a quick break. <laughs> <laughs> and the video just cuts and we're eating omelets. It's a Western theme. Uh, because That's a good diner order that I forget. It's like one of those. So I, I always go to diners and I look at the the, the Bible size yeah. menu that they have. And then I look at it for like 30 <clears throat> minutes. And then I'm like, I'll have a turkey club. And my wife's always like, why did you look? It's the same. You just always get this. <laughs> or I get like one of the like a Reuben, a very standard mm-hmm. thing. A Denver omelet. Western omelet. Is another Western. one yeah. Western omelet. Wait, what's what's Western? Oh, does Western have it's beef? Like, it's ham, onions, and peppers and stuff. Isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. what I want. That's yeah, Western. That's West- okay, I appreciate yeah, that. That's what I want. Yeah. So I'll have that and then a Diet Coke. Thank you. Well, um, I always order my go-to at all restaurants, including very fancy Michelin star ones, is a Rudy Tutti Fresh and Fruity. And I, <laughs> if I panic, my panic move is a Rudy Tutti Fresh and Fruity. <laughs> <laughs> so you go and you're like, I love the filet mignon, but I'd like it smothered, smothered, and covered. Uh, <laughs> you gotta be, you gotta have a fallback. Uh, I don't have any transition from that. Uh, we are going to the old west uh, today. Uh, yeah, we'll we'll be transported by these yes, episodes. They're coming back. Uh, we've got Matt Smith, uh, and uh, of course Arthur Darville, and of course Karen Gillan or Gillian, depending on uh, <laughs> you know her as in, in a town called a mercy uh and i've paired that with and i think this will be uh this is a legendary episode on, on different levels the first doctor steven and dodo in uh they take us to the okay corral in the gunfighters again they just transport yeah. us Buckle in. I'm going to recap this episode. Buckle up there, um, doggies. Doggies, I think. It's just doggies, but it's spelled <laughs> like doggie. All right. Uh, this is a town called Mercy Series 7, Episode 3. It aired on the, se- uh, the 15th of September, 2012. Story number 228 out of 200. I'm sorry, out of 300 yeah, yeah. episodes we already mentioned. Rory, Amy. Uh, the eleventh doctor, eleventh, right? Am the I cast 11th? of Yellowstone? But, yeah, I yeah, eleventh. I don't know. Cast of Yellowstone, Sam Elliott. <laughs> it was originally called Lonesome Doctor. Uh, oh, that that would have been a better title for the episode, John. Where were you ten minutes uh, you know, ago? You know, I I try to get in the writers' room, but they never let me. Oh, yeah. You're you're a writer's assistant on the show, right? I believe. You get I should be. I know like enough. All right, here's the clip mm. from a town called uh, Mercy. He wouldn't. I genuinely don't know. Doctor? Doctor? Let him come back, Doctor. Or what? You won't shoot me, Amy. How do you know? Maybe I've changed. I mean, you've clearly been taking stupid lessons since I saw your life. I didn't mean to do that. Everyone who isn't an American, drop your gun. 
We could end this right now. We could save everyone right now. This is not how we roll, and you know it. What's happened to you, Doctor? When did killing someone become an option? Jax has to answer for his crimes. I'm not then. Are you going to hunt down everyone who's made a gun or a bullet or a bomb? But they keep coming back. Don't you see? Every time I negotiate, I try to understand. Well, not today. No. Today, I honor the victims first. His, the Masters, the Daleks, all the people who died because of my mercy. See, this is what happens when you travel alone for too long. Well, listen to me, Doctor. We can't be like him. We have to be better than him. Yeah. All right. This is a recurring... <clears throat> the, uh, uh, this is continuing the theme from last yeah. week that we mentioned where the Doctor is is not choosing life. He's choosing death. Yeah. Choose uh, life. As an Choose life. Isn't that... I don't know. Do, do we feel like there's something that's really driving him toward... That, I don't, yeah, like, I mean, it's like you, this is what happens you know what I mean? when you travel alone, and it's like, okay, well, then probably yeah, what right, we're not seeing would be kind of interesting. Hey, wouldn't it be great if he didn't travel without Amy and Rory? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know <laughs> that like, would make for some again, interesting stories. <laughs> we are hurtling at a snail's pace toward the last episodes of Amy and Rory, and you know what? We're gonna really miss yeah, them when oh, they're yeah, gone, no, so no, but like, no, it's no, just. No, no. You know, anyway. Uh, okay, so because we arrived. Because when they introduce Bamie and Maury, it, it just <laughs> seems derivative. I'm going to be honest with you. That's the next. Honestly, the reason I'm so grumpy about this is just because they introduced Clara. Yeah. She was yeah. there. And then they just And they're like, hey, would away. you like something new? Yeah. Well, no. She's dead now. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> Who's this? Never mind. You never She's mind. Dead. What's all this talk about Clara? She was never in it. <laughs> you'll you'll get what you're given and you'll like it. All right. So we're in a town in the American Mercy. West where, you know, there's some accents. Some are some are all right. Some are I don't know. At any time Doctor Who does Amer- not just the Western, but like American in general. Yeah. yeah. Well Perry set the bar pretty up. high. Uh and then uh, you know, the six Dodgers companion Perry. She's obviously the what well, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's true. But it's it is funny to think about why the American accents and just sort of Amer- the feel of Americana in is so off. And the reason it's odd is because it feels like every American show is actually all British yeah. actors. Yeah. And 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 you don't even notice. You're right. like, wow, they're so right. good. Hugh at this. Laurie and can do a perfect American house, and then you're just. Kinda, and I think I it's know. so. I think it ends up being more the the tone and feel of it. It's not just the accents. It's more the tone and feel of it, where it's like, well, those shows are being run by Americans, right. but then they're just putting these British right. actors in it who. Well, they just get good at the acting. Whereas here, like, it's ridiculous. It, this idea that anyone would care about how many people got shot with guns, right? That does not come no, across no an American show, right? I mean, babies even. wander around shooting people, and everybody's like, "Ah, oh, that's adorable." The baby, the baby, no, the gun. Funny. Let's put it on TikTok. <laughs> so, okay, so Rory, Amy, and the Doctor arrive. They're there, and they find out that this town has been terrorized by this big robot mm-hmm. gunslinger mm-hmm. who they call they call the mm-hmm. gunslinger and and they've been terror he's been terrorizing the, terrorizing the town and saying no one can come no one can go because he's demanding that they turn over quote the doctor mm-hmm. okay so we thought oh he's the doctor here it is now yeah, what we yeah. find out is no there's another actual alien <laughs> there in the town who's now serving as a doctor in the town and that's who they're talking about, uh, Jex, Co- Collar Jex. And in front of that, Jex is what is the race he is? But he's a war criminal, that's for sure. He says it at the beginning. He was like, and, and the doctor's like, oh, this this race of people. 
well, yes, he is a war criminal. But what we find is that like he's they're suspicious at the time at first when they're walking through it because it has certain modern accoutrements like there's electricity, there's different things there. And what what we find is that he's crash landed on the ship. Mm-hmm. And then he's just basically been helping out this town. Like he's been, you know, not causing a big sink, but just trying to help them. He's adds, added little lights. things to make make their lives easier. And well, okay, so then what we do find is that yes, he's a war mm. criminal. He he's he's escaped the planet that he was on. Where on this planet, he and others were doing weird experiments to create military cyborgs, right. essentially, like you do. Like, and the gunslinger is one of them. And so the gunslinger is i'm not sure why is chasing after him was it programmed to do no, no, so he, or was it I think of, he, I, I, it gained sentience yeah, i realized and, like, hey what happened and i think he's hunted down everybody else who did the experiments and this is like the last one right it's kind of a kind of a israeli intelligence going after the the munich right right it's so exactly, um this is actually a parable of <laughs> Spielberg. So again, the man is amazing. <laughs> this is genius, guys. Check out Steven Spielberg. While you're at it, Coppola. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Uh actually there's more. <laughs> that's, that's, that's more complicated, guess, actually. More hits and misses there. But uh okay, so so yeah, so now we're we're at this this turning point of like, well, what do we do? This town is basically all like being terrorized because of this doctor. But if we give him up, he'll be mm-hmm. killed. He'll definitely be killed, but he's a bad guy, but he's also helped out this town. Eh, so it's, it's sort of, so ultimately the doctor <clears throat> finally decides that, and this is the speech we just heard. He's like, look, no, we got to give him up and sorry. Yeah. He's going to die. He's done terrible things and we need to free up this town. And Amy gives, this, that's the moment yeah, she gives the speech. Page. Right. Yeah, and we're only like halfway through the episode, so it's kind of like, oh, the big turning point. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so he does it, but then so then what happens is the sheriff who's been sort of helping them the whole time and is your very classic Western mustache hat. best guy, most moral person in the entire yeah. universe. Sheriff, he gets killed when the gunslinger, when the cyborg gunslinger goes to kill off Jax, the the alien who who built him. The sheriff jumps in mm-hmm. front of the blast and is killed and he's again as this is it's surprisingly early in the episode uh and uh, i think it's kind of unfortunate because i think the sheriff is the best character <laughs> in the thing it's like he understands yeah, the guy's great. an alien like he knows about that and he's like okay with it because i mean like it's like oh here's the most interesting and then oh he's dead <laughs> so ultimately um, I'm sorry. And as he dies, very Western move here too. He gives his badge to the doctor and says, you're now in charge of because mercy. that is how so you figure it out uh, in law enforcement works. Uh, whoever you hand the badge to ends up running the town. So if a cop runs up to you and just like throws a badge right. at you, you're... that's like a trick. Like the Roma would do where they throw the baby right. at you. You know, that's a classic <laughs> thing. Same thing with cops. They'll throw up and they'll throw a gun and a badge at you. And if you catch it, you're, a cop. you're now a yeah. cop. And that's that's and it. it. And, and, um, and then if someone robs your own house, they can say like, well, sorry, you were the right. cop. You should have stopped. It gets very complicated. <laughs> right. It gets very complicated. And you immediately 
start shooting black people. And you're like, I don't even know why I'm doing this. And yeah, yeah like, well, it's, you know, it comes with the don't job. Don't do that. Folks, so this way, works with this works PSA. with yeah. Don't do that. This works with all jobs too. If someone throws a briefcase <laughs> at you, then you're a lawyer. Like that's yeah, just it. Yeah. No, I more than once had someone just hand me a scalpel in the middle of the street, and then I'm just like, ah, great. And then it's like, this now, is going to take an hour at least. Yeah. As a privacy expert, what do you throw at someone <laughs> to make to have them succeed a you in your position? A copy of the general uh, data protection regulation from Europe. You just kind of throw the GDPR. And that'll <laughs> knock you out. That'll knock, that'll knock you right out. Throw the GDPR at them. That's funny. Okay, so. Thank you. I try. So here's the solution here that the doctor comes right. up. He ultimately says, look. He talks more to Jackson is like, look, he's remorseful about this. I don't just want to kill him. I've, I've had a change of heart. And Amy's like, oh, OK, yeah, so my speech right, worked. Yeah. Good. And so Rory's just have, like but, playing solitaire in the background. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, Rory probably died. Sadly, yeah, Rory, Rory died, died several again, times, in, during like three times in one episode. It was a little over the top. I and they broke up, <laughs> but their love is also undying. So they come back to so, yeah, you know, this is why I rate this episode bad. They didn't explore the theme enough of Amy and Rory's love. Like, do they I don't. Are they going to are they going to stay together or not? I don't, I don't know. I still I don't, don't know. know. It's up in the air to me. Yeah. What about Rose and the doctor? I mean, like, we should just let's finally explore these things we've all been wondering. About. Rose just okay, showed so. up. Hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> And then she was in love with Rory. And then that would be that would be a Ooh. twist. I would watch that. No, I, I like this. Yeah. I like this. <laughs> How awesome would that be? Rory has an affair with Rose, but it, it but it's like a complex thing. It's like they actually are like, we're actually mm-hmm. in love. Mm-hmm. Like Rory is not gonna be with Rose. And the fans, you guys have to deal <laughs> with it. Amy has been left. And Rory is, but it's like a good relationship. Like it's right. for the, these are interesting and is things. Is the doctor is he going to finally tell Rose he loves her? And then, but then the doctor falls in love with Rory. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. Right, yes. Let's watch that episode instead of this one. Okay. So, so the doctor, they, they've come up with a plan to basically, because they still have to, now we've decided not to kill Jax. Great. <laughs> How do we now? Right. Yeah. But he's, we got to, the town's still uh, terrorized by, by this. Uh, cyborg Don't so worry. we decide to throw off the cyborg by everyone in the town does a i am spartacus thing and they all dress up like this alien race it confuses <clears> the cyborg it allows the guy to escape uh, like the, the alien check it? like it's like they created the fake town and yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah far off from blazing saddles and surprisingly uses the n-word as many times as the movie blazing saddles it was just it was just a shocking move i thought in this story so then, okay, so then this is the end. Uh, just the, here's the, we go through all right. of that to do that. <clears throat> Jax gets on his ship and then says, you know what, though? I really have done bad things, so I'm going to commit yeah. suicide. So it's like, okay, well, then you could have just done that. Like, what? You had to grow okay. to that. Like, all of us, you know, you know, a lot of people, and I think this is an important message that people miss, Suicide is actually the culmination of a growing experience. <laughs> oh, like, sure, great. Oh God, please no! Don't listen to any of this. No, but so <laughs> I, uh, I did know about it. It, it, it continues. This, it's a classic Doctor Who trope of they figure they realize they're stuck in this situation. The writers and they're just like, oh, someone sacrifices themselves, and isn't that wonderful? And it's like, is is self sacrifice really well, that wonderful all the time? And again, it's it it is. That could be fine too. It just seems like, well, why don't we just do that then? Like, what, like, you know, 
like all these all these uh townsfolk at home washing their the ink <laughs> off their face like wow we really all came together and helped him out how's he doing oh he immediately he immediately committed suicide like, what? we all risked our lives for that <laughs> anyway by the way the town all loved him because he was very yeah, helpful yeah. to them and but then the doctor anyway the so last minute the doctor convinces the gunslinger it, who is also going to self-destruct because yeah. just suicide is all the rage all of a sudden <laughs> with this particular uh, people from the planet. And, but then the doctor says, why don't you stay here and protect this town? And to this mm. day, somehow he is, which makes no sense. He's, he's seems an immortal like cyborg, I guess. And as long as no one asks no, I mean, about it. Yeah. Right, exactly. I'm saying so he's just hanging out in the desert. There's just a scary robot. And the town yeah, knows. Right. Right? Yeah, they're all aware of the robot. They're all and aware. It's, it's sort of remarkable that the town has no sheriff. <sighs> because the only thing you need a sheriff for is to kill bad guys. It's not really any other law enforcement function. <laughs> that's right. Anyway, that's that yeah. show. That, that's... <laughs> that's that show. This is uh, by Toby <laughs> Whithouse, um, who's definitely had some better episodes. This is entirely filmed in Spain. Uh, so that's Ooh. a fun fact. Because apparently in... Uh, and they have like... Uh, apparently, like in the deserts of Spain or whatever, in places that look like this, they have like whole fake Western towns. Like apparently it's a very common filming location for Europe uh, and whatnot who are want to film a Western style thing, but uh, but don't want to go to the actual West. Uh, they go to Spain instead. So there you go. <clears throat> yeah, I like the share. I think the sheriff was underused. I liked him. Uh, I the doctor speaks horse. That was kind of funny. I did I did actually like Amy uh at least at least the story wasn't about Amy and Rory. It was actually a little refreshing because like even the last one it was a you know well Asylum of the Daleks is about their divorce. Dinosaurs of Spaceship is about the father, right? Being there and there's a little bit of the dynamic of them constantly traveling and, and blah blah. And then Well, that was one of seven things right, that was explored yeah. during the episode. <laughs> but then but yes. This one, it wasn't about them at all. They just happened to be there. I mean, they were with him. It was like a more of like, oh, they're just companions. And yes, Amy plays I mean Rory checks out basically, but Amy plays a role uh in convincing him that you know something's weird or off about uh, what the doctor's doing. But they're just playing companion roles again. It's like, oh, it's finally not about them. That's kind of nice. I thought, I mean, instead of a story, there was no storyline about Amy and Rory, right? Mm, which was, which, okay. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's a great, I, I love the show Community, and there's a great episode where uh, they're, I think they're taking, it's in like the second, third season, they're taking the uh, anthropology exam or something like that, and Shirley goes into labor uh, during the thing. Uh, and um, <laughs> some of the side characters, as, as the whole class now becomes about Shirley having the baby, some side characters in the back going, well, I thought for a minute we were just going to have one class that wasn't all about them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, and then um, I think this is, so I mentioned this in the last episode about whether the, whether the doctor killing the, the bad guy that hijacked the Silurian ship, whether that was weird. Uh, and as I said, people reacted to that online and stuff after the episode dropped. Um, and then clearly they picked that up here. And it's like, oh, you know, is this what you do now? You kill the bad guys instead of negotiating with them more or as more often letting other people kill them. So then you didn't actually kill them. It's just sort of another thing. Um, <clears throat> but uh, again, yeah, as we sort of said, it's like, yeah, but 
okay, but if something happened to make him do that, that would have been kind of interesting to see rather than just say, hey, off screen, something happened and turned him into a homicidal maniac. Don't worry about it, everybody. Why would that be interesting television to you? Uh, Get over it. (laughs) That's, I think, what it is, is that as much as sometimes the arcs can, the season long arcs can kind of build up and be disappointing. It feels like we're without an arc right now. We're like, I don't know where we're headed it, because because it seemed like the arc was Amy yeah. and Rory <laughs> is tied up in a bow and that's done. And then it's like, except there's more. <laughs> and then it's like, but I like what is what well, I mean, you know, so you've got you've got them dealing with themselves in the style of Alex um, and, and sort of their relationship. And you've got the, the dinosaur thing. No spaceship there. You got the father. I talk about like revealing that they travel a lot and uh, with the doctor and that this is and they do comment i think that it's affected their lives or something like that here i think the the, so we're building up to them departing obviously but here the link is kind of i think maybe it is the this is what happens when you're on your own right like it's like you know maybe maybe it creates a slight tension of like they should leave him but Amy knows if you leave him, he turns into a complete homicidal maniac, I guess. <laughs> but from our perspective watching the show, he does not to appear to be on right. his own. Yes. He's he, like, he's never actually not. Seen, it'd be great if we had a couple episodes where he was on his own and then he just started killing <laughs> yeah. people. Ran, like he suddenly became like a slasher <laughs> yeah, from like that. a horror movie. And then <laughs> that would be an interesting, it'd be like, whoa, whoa. He just murdered that entire summer camp full of counselors. <laughs> like, yeah. I think he should find River and they should just have a nice, you know, suburban life for a <laughs> A while. <laughs> yes, just, yeah. just, and yeah, and she, he's a teacher, uh, and she's a hilarious. Uh, uh, I don't. know I'm trying to set up a good sitcom. Here. Also, who's taking care of River the baby at this point? Or is that? Is oh she no, not that, born we skipped yet? all that, right? Because then it was just that was the they took the baby away at the demons run, right? And then the baby became River, or the baby became the child. So they don't raise. River. Yeah, no. They, well, I mean, they they are friends with Mel's members, so they kind of raise River. As uh, as their friends mm-hmm. or their child. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to move on to the classic episode. Yes. yes. I'm intrigued by this. The one. <clears throat> the gunfighters. Yeah. So this is uh well it is so much <laughs> it is uh since season three this is story number eight it aired in 1966 the 30th of April through the 21st of May it's a four parter it's the 25th of the of the of the 300 stories mm-hmm. and uh we have the first doctor mm-hmm. and we have jojo dodo, dodo. right dodo <laughs> sorry uh, dodo is the what's monkey the they traveled with briefly and that <laughs> flopped <laughs> uh, dodo and yeah. steven uh are our little gang of merry folk and uh we have a clip from this first so we're gonna play that right about here So, you finally got back. Howdy, Bat. Everything quiet in town? Everything except that rattlesnake friend of yours holiday blew in this morning. Who are your friends, Wyatt? Well, I... Oh, uh, uh, <laughs> quite, quite so. Allow me, sir, to introduce uh, Miss Dodo Dupont, wizard of the Ivory Keys, and uh, Stephen Regret Tenor, and uh, lastly, sir, your humble servant, Dr. Caligari. Mm. Dr. <laughs> who? Yes, you're quite right. I've just been satisfying the sheriff here that we're a humble troop of traveling players. Unfortunately, sir, 
At the moment, in between engagements. Well, if I was you, I'd keep it traveling. There ain't no theater in Tombstone. Oh, is that so? Oh, well, that's no matter, no. You see, my prime purpose for visiting your city, sir, was to avail myself the services of a dentist. A dentist? Yeah. Well, then Doc Holliday's your man. Where is the Doc, Bat? Open yourself a surgery right along the street. Walk that away, friend. You can't miss it. Oh, I'm vastly obliged to you, Sheriff. <laughs> Come, fellow thespians. <laughs> uh, no doubt uh, I should be very glad to see you. We'll meet you later on, Mr. Mr. Wirth. <laughs> I love that it is a running joke that he keeps referring to Wyatt Earp as Mr. Werp. Thank you, thank you, Mr. Werp. All right, I'll I'll do my best to. I mean, the the plot is not as important as the the. Are you going to do it in the style of the Ballad of the Last Chance Saloon? (laughs) No. Let's just say right now that I believe from the opening bars of this, the the first episode through the fourth. They play segments of this song. Yeah. The, the ballad, what is it? The, the last ballad of chance the, saloon. Ballad of the last chance saloon. Blood upon the sawdust in the last chance, and it's it's fast and it's slow. And at oh. one point, the characters in the episode sing it. <laughs> yeah. So right. So first, it's it's played in the background, which is jarring because that's not usually. I mean, there's score, but this isn't score. Yeah. This is a song being played. Then you realize, which sounds weird. Then, as the episodes move on, you realize, oh, this the lyrics are because at the beginning the lyrics just repeat the same thing over and over, the same chorus. Then the lyrics start to change and are about the story that you're kind of listening to, and you're like, oh, okay. Then that, and then once that kind of breaks, it just is always mm-hmm. that they're always just it continually is changing as the plot changes. Then yes, the people in the saloon make dodo and steven sing the song mm-hmm. then the woman who's the singer at the saloon says hey stop singing the song i'm gonna sing the song and you realize that's who's been singing the song all yeah. along and it just keeps going and it's so terrible i really it was driving me slowly insane a lot like, of people this, don't like the song a lot of people well anyway the deal is we're in we're in tombstone and uh i don't know if the clanton brothers are is that a known thing or was that invented for this do you know no, no, this is the okay corral yeah the clantons it's the clanton brothers that is the clinton yeah, the- and johnny ringo those are all okay. everybody's real and then Wyatt Earp and doc holiday were against them uh and they yes, there's a shootout and the shootout in the okay corral it's a real historical okay, so this is the build-up toward yeah. that okay right so it's more historical not just taking the the theme right so they're in tombstone they're looking for doc holiday to settle a score and so we get there and it really does feel like this was pitched as what if the doctor is there with doc holiday and then they get confused because <laughs> you know the doctor doc holiday i think that would be a lot of fun i mean it is I, did like you, was... I mean it is a comedy it is this is an outright comedy yeah yes yeah. Yes, I, mean, uh, I did not find it particularly <laughs> funny. But all from just yes. from the punny, the punny titles. I mean, there's uh, the first episode is called "A Holiday for the Doctor," and he meets Jack Holiday. Yeah, that's great. Uh, also, totally remember, uh, so this is a pickup from "Remember at the End of the Celestial Toymaker," which you probably love. I mean, you love so much that you probably think about it all the <laughs> yes, time. Yes, I did love that. Uh, too. Remember at the end, he he eats a candy. A sweet that and oh. breaks his tooth or whatever, and then that. So this is the this is oh, the pickup. Okay, from that. well that's that's great. Yeah, yeah. So he, as we heard in the clip, he's they're here so he can go not 
to interfere with or be part of the shootout at the OK Corral, but because his toothy hurts and, right. he, and he's going to go to the dentist. When you're dentist. a time lord from the far distant future and you land in the old west, you say, well, you this is probably old... the place to get <laughs> So he goes into the Doc Holliday's you know, dentistry storefront and they mention and they tell him, it's like, oh, great. We've never had a client before. <laughs> and I guess that whole scene, uh, it's funny that you mentioned it's like it's it's ostensibly played for comedy. They're going for comedy because that whole scene has the feel of like a sketch, yeah. right? It's like it is like, oh, you're going, oh, I'd like to get my tooth fixed. It's like, oh, great. We've never had a patient yeah. like, you know, and, it's like and the then, Carol Burnett dentist sketch, not, basically. But it's not like it's not it's not funny and it's not played overly for oh, laughs. But it's I like mean, remember he's at the one point he's like, um, we don't have any anesthetic. Uh, you, you want a slug of liquor and hands him his flask, and the doctor's like, no, no, no. And then he's like, okay. And then Holiday takes a big slug of it himself, and the doctor gives him like this comedy fall- look. No, yeah. no, no. I right. I can't explain it. Maybe it's just that it wasn't played well, like or or in my opinion, like it just it wasn't. I, it never came across as this is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, and partly maybe it was because like the way it was and the way it was filmed at the time, if this, th- to your point, if it was the Carol Burnett show, there would be an audience yes, and a laugh right, track. Telling you and funny. so it just feels weird. It doesn't, and it, and or there would be music indicating the fun of wah, it. Wah, wah, this wah, just feels wah, like, wah. no, or like a comedy movie would have kind right, of a bouncier yeah. soundtrack to kind of Not take you through the funny that. Ballad. And like, Oh God, no! It's not funny. It's it's terrible. I I just it wasn't funny to me, and so that just colored the whole thing. Anyway, it all goes through. They capture Dodo, not capture, but they essentially hold Dodo and Steven hostage. Because also there's there's thing like Dodo and Steven are like, yay, we're in the old west, and they put on like silk (laughs) silk cowboy uniforms. Like essentially, they go to one of those like a costume Halloween pop up (laughs) stores and get like. And uh, so then the people in the in the in the saloon are laughing at them and they're, they're like, make. Yeah, you play piano and sing. And so then Steven's singing for a while. The funny thing is, is Steven, I think, is obviously he's actually has a British accent and then is being like trying to pretend to affect to have the Western accent. He really sounds about the same as yeah. the other people having the accents are a bit the real dodgy. Western people. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so that's all over the place. Yeah, you know, and then again, they mix in some of their, if it's comedy, they're mixing in some of these real moments of like Johnny Ringo. Yeah, and he's not, the people, he's people a get different shot. show. <laughs> yeah. And, and the so bartender. It, it, it's all totally off. So it's curtains there is the moment. for Charlie. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, they play that a lot. So then they, then they do have the moment where there is the mistaken mm. of like, oh, they're mistaking the doctor for Doc Holliday. And he's in the jail. They, and they come to get him out. The doctor tries to calm things down, but they still have a gunfight at the OK Corral. Do they talk a little bit about that? Saying like, oh, it's like kind of a fixed point in time thing of like, yeah, no, nothing I, really no, he doesn't. Overall, they don't seem particularly concerned. <laughs> just kind of like, uh, and you get, yes, you get that final. He's just mainly concerned about his tooth yeah. the entire uh, time. And he seems, he's sort of mildly annoyed by the whole thing. I, he has a joke where uh, people keep trying to give him guns and he keps being like, no, stop it. Like, stop any guns. He, he, he is, I do like him because he is like, just sort of this doddering old yeah. man who doesn't really have time for the things going on yeah, around him. Doesn't fully do seem to care him. that they're. And he's just like, I'm just trying to get out of here. And then the funniest thing about bit. him, 
that that is his character and what's funny is that i find him amongst the well i only know 11 of them but amongst the 13 doctors it's like oh yeah this is an interesting niche that he fills but what's hilarious to me is like he was the first doctor and it became hugely successful off of that. Like the people are like, I like this old man who's grumpy and doesn't want to. And like, is not can't uh, seem to remember his lines. Super, and, yeah. Can't even remember his lines. And it's like not a standard superhero. He's not like, it's really fascinating that this show. The took grandfatherly off. Like, it, it's, guy. You know, it's so different, yeah. you know? <laughs> and I think it is good that they sort of have now tried out different, doctor personalities if it had always been that yeah we would have started to wear it grandpa would have worked him like just always matlock <laughs> the time traveler Although, you know i'm thinking about it like can you imagine the the steamy hartnell rose romance? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god is is well, i mean we'll get to it when we get to him next but is the 12th doctor 12th doctor is is he older than yeah, the Yeah, he was about the same age, but he does not certainly does not come off as quite as... Does he act at all old? Uh, no, not just really. Kind of... In fact, he kind of goes the other way. Uh, like a young person trapped in an old person, in a way. But yeah, uh, in real life, they were, I think, roughly the same age, but obviously medical science being what it is, he was a little bit better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, again... It's the exciting gunfight the... at the end where they... They seem to Ooh. walk in slow motion down the street while people fire guns at them and no one hits them. <laughs> yeah, okay. right. Well, that may be true. You know, guns were terribly like there was no aim That's to true. them whatsoever. Yeah, maybe the time, time. So. so so this one is so gather around, folks. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out a little Tell me about oh, there's a, a book that's just been here. so if you're watching on out. the YouTube wow. you can see this, so I don't have to tell you what it is. But if you're not watching, if you're on the podcasting What's it's the Doctor Who well, Doctor Who is celebration. Uh, and this is the 20th anniversary uh, sort of nonfiction book, kind of a history of Doctor Who that was published in 1983. Uh, I bought this in like 83, 84. Uh, it cost $21.95. I had to save quarters for it to buy it at Bookland in Concord, New Hampshire. So accounting for inflation, that was $7,000. Yeah, it's, it's insanely no, expensive. Yeah. Today's uh, dollars. Yeah. So. And this was like one of the first, it's like, there's another one called The Making of Doctor Who in the 70s, but this is like the next sort of big um, behind the scenes sort of, and it's got biographies of the doctors, it's got histories, it's got all this kind of stuff. But famously, it has in it a program guide at the back, which uh, basically provides a short couple paragraphs on every single story to that point. So from an unearthly child oh, to, wow. to the King's Demons right before the, the 20th anniversary story. And for this is before VHS, uh, um, and you know we just we just tuned in on the wireless at nights, and we listened to Uncle Milty and and went to bed. <laughs> but so for a lot of Doctor Who fans, myself included, who only were watching stuff on PBS, some of these were the first exposure we had to any of these stories, uh, and what they were about. And they don't see so the guy, Peter Haining, who's the author, clearly like had some information about them, was also just kind of going from memory, I think, of stuff that he did. So for many years, the only thing people knew about the gunfighters for a lot of fans was what was written in this book. So I'm going to read you the entry uh, for this. <clears throat> it's uh, um, I remember again, this is what people thought. So the gunfighter serials by Donald Cotton, director of Rex Tucker. 
Uh, if ever reviewers feel tempted to pour scorn on the attempts by America to emulate British costume drama, a good lesson in humility could be learned from studying this serial as a demonstration of how the British cannot do Westerns. It was billed as a show <laughs> about the gunfight at the OK Corral, but it was more the massacre of the OK Corral. So badly was this show received by the public that its audience viewing figures dipped below the horizontal axis line on the ratings graph and the Doctor Who producer's office for the only time in the program's history. Not true. Uh, what made Whoa. this serial so oh. poor is the cumulative effect of so many bad points, which on their own would be forgiven in most other stories. The script was pure Talbot Rothwell. The acting was not even bad vaudeville, and the direction was more West Ham than West Coast. It was not good. Hmm. It was bad, and it was ugly. It was certainly the story that decided in the mind of new producer Innes Lloyd that the time had come to rethink the policy of using historical stories in Doctor Who's framework. So that's what all of us oh. knew about it. So in my head for many, many years, it was, oh, this is the worst Doctor Who story in history. And just understanding this, we've talked about this time period for you, but basically because the only thing you could see was whatever was aired on right. PBS. And they didn't really there were no, or there were selected VHS collections. They didn't know like at this time there was... were no VHS. It wasn't, uh, well, I think maybe okay. Revenge of the Cybermen had come out, but there weren't many and certainly no early ones. And so, and so it was just whatever. And PBS was mostly the... cycling from like color ones. So mostly doing Pertwee to, to current Tom Baker and maybe Peter Davison and then back. It was only later that they got some of the older black and white ones. So then we could we kind of see these. But it was probably another 20 years before I saw the gunfighters. But so for a long time, it was just accepted by fans. Like, this is the worst Doctor Who story ever. It was a complete disaster. So then when I saw it, I think I, in my head, I was like, it's not that bad. <laughs> Expectations game. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Okay. And. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a comedy. It's definitely it's written as a comedy. Yeah, so I was interested to see what your reaction would be. It's interesting. It's 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 written as a comedy. It's by Donald Cotton, who did the uh, the Romans, uh, which we talked to, which we watched, the which is also a comedy. So clearly trying to be funny. Uh, the novelization is actually very funny um, as well. I like so I like um, just a little bit of ambition to it. So if you think about it, um, it's all done in studio, and they have live horses come in in a couple scenes. They have multiple levels, right, at the gunfight. And, like, they have the outdoor. Clearly, there's, like, walking along the town to the saloon at the gunfight. I think that was done uh, somewhere else. But, uh, you know, they have uh, people on multiple levels and stuff like that, which is, which is you know, in the 1960s TV, that was a thing. There's, like, two levels? Never. That's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> I like, I think William Hartnell is really good. I think he's funny. Uh, I love the, he keeps mistake he keeps saying mr werp he orders a glass of milk at the bar he's getting upset people keep handing him guns there's a nice little little thing is in there and uh oh there's a great scene of dodo is never great um as a companion um and they get rid of her shortly after this but they have the great oh god do they shoot <laughs> yes, her they just, yeah. that's the weird steven just shoots her and then they walk out of it the, then they shove her out of the tardis and take off oh, it's god. a dark episode no um but there's a great thing where Remember, uh, I think her and Doc Holliday and the the bar maid there, whatever they go off, run off to avoid the Clintons, and then she basically pulls a gun on Holiday uh, and says, "You know, you have to take me back. I have to go back to my companions." And he sort of charmingly says, "Okay, yes, I'll do it." 
uh, you know, at gunpoint. And then she's like, Oh, thank goodness. And then he kind of collapses into him and hands him the gun. <laughs> and he's like, okay. It's like, so yeah, I think there are funny little moments. Uh, a lot of people do not like the ballad. I think it's kind of catchy, uh, <laughs> but I, I don't know. So I don't know. Again, my, it's hard to sort of, it's hard to fully capture right. how much that preconceived notion uh, was in my head. Cause of course this was, I was obsessed with this book, the celebration book, and I read it so many times over and over and over again. And like, this is all I knew about some of this doctor who, and you just kind of accepted it as a conventional thin, you know, dogma. And so, yeah, then to have this, then it opened my eyes. It's like, Oh, could could the book could the holy book be wrong about other Doctor Who episodes? I don't know. Uh, and so yeah, I think when I saw it, I was just like, oh, it's not that bad. But yeah, I don't know. Like, what would my reaction be if I just came across this in the normal run of episodes, as you have? What would my reaction right? And then the interesting thing, somewhere when when we do have these theme shows that are very tightly connected, uh, like we did last episode, and then this one there is the additional context of kind of watching it alongside the modern. Right. Or yeah. And uh, in this case, my feeling was they just don't do this yeah. well. Like even the new one is like, yeah, this still isn't very good. But the old one was like, to me went past like, they're not doing this Western very well. The accents are really bad, whatever. And like, that's happened before and other things they've tried to do. I do understand how they might take that take on some of the historical stuff, because while I really enjoyed some of the historical stuff, sometimes it just feels like, what are we trying to do here exactly? <laughs> but so this one was bad, but I, I think what they said where they mentioned it was somewhat of a perfect storm of different things going on. It's like the Western wasn't very good. Trying to do the historical aspect here didn't work. And then to your point earlier, I get that they were trying to do a comedy, but it just really wasn't working. And so the tone was off. And then that song, it like it was the the reason why it worked so poorly for me are the, the ones that don't work well. I feel like they're ones that aren't they're ones that are just very middling and just kind of meh, nothing in particular. And they fall they could fall somewhere anywhere in our rankings, depending upon if you kind of like the people involved. We're like, yeah, it's kind of middling, but it was, you know, Tom Baker's, so it was fun, or you know, whatever. And then there are ones that are like really bad objectively but it's sort of like this is so fun like it goes it goes around so bad it's good it kind of goes around the other end and this one it was like it's bad and it just started making me annoyed and mad that like is also, i was just like, I, like yeah. and uh that was this one to me it was like by the end of it i was like i just i just don't like this <laughs> and 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 well, then you're lost the people right? involved you're, done. you're like yeah that's it yeah. I'm done, and then the people involved don't save it for me because while I do like the first Doctor, Stephen and Dodo are just kind of like Dodo is actively kind of annoying. And Stephen's not that great either, to be honest. And so it's just like I don't like anything. I don't like yeah. any of this. I don't want to watch any of this. Well, what's interesting and here, I, you know, is that's why. And I, of course, you know, okay, you can't recreate it, but um, this is in season three. This is up the this is the season three, and they've got new producers. The original producers have left. The new producers are mm. not huge fans of William Hartnell. So there's a little bit of tension behind the scenes. Steven is there. Dodo's brand new. So you've got as seen in an adventure. Exactly. Space and time. But what you've got is this, it's actually, if you were watching this at the time, I think it would be a very, it would feel like a wildly experimental because what you have is some sure. of you've seen some of these, but what you have is right before 
so two episodes before this, you have the Daleks Master Plan, which is a twelve wow. part epic. So wow. three uh, uh, three months uh, of an epic sort of storyline: people dying, companions dying, like ba- uh, just massive sort of huge space epic. Then you have the massacre, in which William Hart, which the first Doctor is basically written out, and Stephen is the main character. Oh, which is a and it's a historic one set in like the French Revolution. It's a very sort of almost Shakespearean costume drama. Like it's, it's very, it's, it's actually, uh, it doesn't exist, but in um, uh, video form, but you can listen to it audio and it works as a radio play. Then you have the arc, which we've watched, which is sort of the classic yes. space one. Then you have the celestial toy maker, which is the weird sort of out there in this. Yeah, and then you rough. have this one, a comedy Western. <laughs> and then you have yeah, some weird. It's stuff. just like, this is just, and it's like, if you were watching these shows in your order, you'd be like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> like wildly experimental. It's like, I don't know. Is there what's I, you're more of an expert. What's like the wildly experimental Beatles album where they just went way off script. Right. Or something like that. I mean, revolver sort yeah, of was. Even. And then Sergeant Peppers was the one that people talk about, but like, I think it was more like rubber stolen revolver revolver. Had so weird this would be on. the revolver of Dr. Who's <laughs> experimental <laughs> phase. Well, and actually probably happened in 1966 too. Maybe they were inspired by Dr. Who. Yeah, exactly. Well, the <laughs> themes on the show that we will talk about things relate one thing to the next. All the themes on this insufferable show, things like other things are there. That was the lyrics. Not that was good more there, but, church uh, choiry. I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> that's how it sounded it was ethereal it was very ethereal that was very yeah haunting yeah. haunting <laughs> haunting <laughs> was it the, the haunting torgo theme <laughs> we are adhering to the repeating themes here no not the mind probe we like to talk about uh, ideas and topics that thread through dr who and all of our lives and what did you want to talk about for this week you know what let's Jonathan. talk about pastiche Pastiche, which is a pastiche. delicious Ooh. pastry. I don't know that term. What is, I mean, I know it, but I don't know what well, that, that means. What so mean? like when we spent the whole episode talking about satire and then we didn't know what satire was, I imagine this will be it. <laughs> but I, I, if I understand it, as we each Google it, <laughs> I understand I, I, it. I have it up now. So you, you yeah, say what yeah, you think. So my is. thinking is a pastiche would be pulling together elements uh, from a particular um, sort of genre or something like that. Of 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 art and and putting them all together into a new story, right? It's so sort of taking. It's like, what are the elements of a western that we all know from the hundreds of western movies that have existed over time, or whatever? Um, and you know, gunfights, barmaids, uh, you know, um, uh, I don't know, poker games and and song. I know whatever it is, and then you pull that together and you create a new story using all of these elements. That's what I would say. A pastiche is. How am I? How am I doing? So I think that's pretty much right. Again, I've never known how the term is used. And I agree that I would use it like that. It sounds a little different when I read it. It's saying that it's really just, it's an imitation of another work artist or period, which is what you're saying. But I feel like one of the things that you're bringing to it, which I also have in my head is, and I don't know if this is just onomatopoeia, but 
you're adding in almost like collage into pastiche, mm. like you're pulling these elements together. And I think it's just, it says it's an artistic work in a style that imitates another yeah. work. So it's a pastiche of 18th century style. <laughs> like it's just, it doesn't necessarily mean that it's like pulling these different things and putting them together. It's just, it's an imitation right. of Evokes that style. But style. I agree that in my mind, it does mean that like, a, like we often say it's a pastiche of these different things. But like, I said, I don't know that that's, that's correct. Probers, write in and tell yeah, us yeah. Um, how we're Contact using that. Contact us but, um, using many. But at any rate, you're talking about uh, a work, uh, oh, these episodes that are evocative of some other style this is or period. Doctor or... Who does a Western. Right, right. And and it is sort of a, I feel like this is a thing that Doctor does, and there'll be different eras where they do it more or less. You know, certainly we've seen some of the Tom Baker ones in the Phil Tinchcliffe era that were Doctor Who does horror movies, like classic horror movies. You've seen Doctor Who does comedies. Uh, you know, they've got, I, I mean, I don't know, is maybe Dinosaurs on a Spaceship. Was that a pastiche of like, I don't know. That, I mean, so it's like, but it's interesting. It's like shows just being like, let's just try another genre. <laughs> right? Like, what if you're saying? And maybe yeah. it works in Doctor Who, although uh, it clearly has not worked on these two episodes. But I don't know it's very interesting. It's like, I, I don't, I, uh, what is the function of the, I'm trying to think of other shows that do it quite as regularly. I mean, every once in a while it'll be like, we'll do a musical episode or let's do one set. And, but it's, well, news radio I was just gonna famously say, do one every yeah. year. Yeah. That when they would do like the Titanic. Right. So for those folks a... who uh, go, it's on, actually, I believe it's on, it's Amazon prime now in America. You can go and watch the news radio. Uh, By the way, breaking Google news. The reason why, wow, we both really thought it also was used to be like a hodgepodge or a medley of things is because that is a secondary definition nice. of the word. I so know some stuff. Both are true. It, it both means something, a work that imitates another artist or period, but also a work that consists of a medley of pieces from various sources. So let's use so, so let's use the things we have the most knowledge of, which are news radio and Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> like, why... <laughs> Did Benson ever do a pastiche <laughs> yes, of anything? Yes, Benson used to do uh, two-part murder mysteries. They like did? There's one set on a boat. There's one oh. in the government. Like they, like where they were literally just the castle somewhere, and someone would get murdered, and Benson would solve the murder. <laughs> so it does happen, but what is the function of the pastiche? Why do we want so to do I, I think, well, in... In episodic TV, I think the function are there are two functions. One is to just break things yeah. up to Alleviate. do something different. They're looking for something or, different to yeah. do. Or three three functions. They're looking for something different to do. The other <clears> one <throat> is you don't do it right away. You do it after the show's been running for a while, and you feel like people have the the both the writers of the show have a very strong idea about who all the characters yeah, you have are to know the people and the audience <laughs> really knows these characters. So then taking them and putting them in this completely other scenario, it's sort of like underscores this fact of like, Hey, you know, Tony Danza from who's the boss is the same, no matter where he is. I don't know if they did it. That'd be great. if they did. But, but like news radio, those characters, oh, the famous like, who's hey, the boss these... that was my dinner with Andre. I mean, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but like news radio or community is like, Hey, these archetypical characters, like we can put them anywhere and it's just kind of interesting and fun. And like we can, it's almost like this pr improv prompt where it's like, put them yeah. here and let's see what happens. But here. is that what community But I think the third doing? reason oh, is, sorry, then the last one is 
similar to the first one of like just something to break it up is I think sometimes these shows do them because they are themselves bored and have a lot of money and they're like, wouldn't it be kind of fun to do this? And then we could all dress up in these yeah. costumes uh, and like we're a big enough show that we can just do it. Let's and just people do will it. be like, okay. And it's like event TV <laughs> yeah. in that time. They would be like, oh, everyone's talking about it. It's a different. Everyone talks but about he's, it. Like, you've, you see, you've seen Community, the whole Community series, right? Is, yeah. Are those pastiches? Because like, is is the paintball episode, the Modern Warfare one, where they touch on so many action movies. I don't, that in my head is not a, it's not like Community does action movies. It's like Community does Community and references action movies and jokes about action movies. But they're like, it's not like we're trying now to do a hardcore action movie. Whereas Gunfighters it, is like, we're trying, we're going to do a Western now. Uh, this is a Western. Yeah, but they're also playing at it, too. They make fun yeah. of aspects of the Western. One of the questions here, lower down on the Google page, is what's the difference between a pastiche and a mm. parody? So, like, because I do it? think when when news radio, I a haven't Google read that say. link. It's like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the pastiche just literally means to combine them or paste them mm. together. Mm-hmm. Uh, a parody imitates the manner, style, or characteristics of a particular literary work and deflates the original by applying the imitation to a lowly or inappropriate subject. making fun of it in some levels. That may be parody. So maybe some of those... Yeah, yeah, so a pastiche is more like that. But I... So in terms of the purpose of it, I don't know. It could have a function or purpose to say like, hey, we think these characters could kind of fit into this era and we think this would be interesting. But I think it's more done out of boredom and the need to try different things and be like let's throw this up for example nowadays more narratively driven long-form tv shows i don't think you have these sort of like hey let's throw in an episode where they leave and become renaissance (laughs) painters for an episode it's like no they don't do they just stay on the thing and they have less episodes per season want, and they just finish they, it. I mean, they just want, yeah, that's true. I mean, A, you got to fill things. But what's interesting is like, okay, so Doctor Who, though, is it's not like, oh, well, we got to do something to break out of the box. I mean, the show's constantly out of the box, right? They're kind of like, we can be anywhere, anytime, yeah. do anything. So it's very interesting. It's like, okay, we're going to try a Western thing. And it's like, you know, well, we've been on for 60 years, so we probably were going to get around to it a couple of times. <laughs> yeah, well, because they just have stuff to do. Like they, they have <laughs> they have to fill like they have to they have to think of another episode and they just they have to do something. I, I mean, comment, I don't want to. It doesn't comment on. Right. I mean, so none of neither the town called Mercy on again, unlike sort of modern warfare, mm-hmm. the, the paint ball or some of the community, like the community has the law and order parodies and stuff like that. It, uh, there's a little bit of commentary almost on them in some ways, whereas right. this is it just could. like, Hey, okay, we're going to do this now. And, Oh, what do you expect in a Western? Okay. This, what do you expect in a, you know, I don't know, in a, in a screwball comedy. What do you expect in, uh, in this? Yeah, yeah. It's just like, let's put our characters here, see how they would interact in this situation. It, it, it could, comment on it in that your characters being who they are might act differently in a western than your traditional western characters and in doing so you're sort of commenting on the western i think it doesn't go to parody until you really start pushing that and kind of undercut it a little bit and what's too bad i mean so what obviously so i I think folks if you're uh, here's i'm going to throw out another wild thing here that you may not have realized is like i'd say porter we're both big fans of community i think uh i think community is one of the most brilliant (laughs) (laughs) 
one of the things that Dan Harmon, uh, who's the creator of community talks about is he said, when we do these things, these, these sort of parodies, besties, whatever, like the paintball episodes or something like that. He's like, it was always this rule of like, you can't just, well, they're in a wacky Western thing. And then just, that's it. Right. It's like, they had to, it had to move the plot along or they had to character development, right? Something usually happened to the characters, uh, in the context of this that moved them forward or something like that. Contrast that to news radio, which those parodies were very funny. They did one where they were in space, one where they were on a Titanic, but they were they totally were just the out. Sides. Yeah. They were it wasn't like the next yeah. episode. They were like, hey, remember when we were all in space? <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, um, news radio had a, a tone of they could do anything. I mean, it was ridiculous already. So there's a tone of that. I don't know. I'm not as familiar in, in genre fans uh, who, who watch our podcast or listen to our podcast. Maybe you familiar. My understanding is like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, which I've never actually watched, did like a musical episode. They were very supposed to be people yeah, loved. And I don't know. I don't know if that was if they acknowledged that was like, this is weird. We're all singing. Or if they were just like, it's an episode where we sing and just deal with it, everybody. And like be great, by the way, if there were just a caption that came up at the beginning. It was like, hey, this is an episode where we're all saying, just deal with it, everybody. <laughs> so there was an episode of Scrubs where it was a musical mm. episode. And the way they incorporated that, and I don't know, I, by the way, to your point, I don't know if incorporating it into the reality of the show makes it one thing or yeah. the other. I don't know. But Scrubs did. And what it was is that they had a patient that week who was a Broadway singer and was having neurological problems. Uh, so how they got into it is that like she was imagining this uh, essentially. And because the whole show of scrubs had to do with being in the head of the doctors, it sort of like, then they were all imagining this. And anyway, so they did sort of lightly gave it a reason. Like, this is why mm, we're doing this. Yeah. And then, I mean, that, so, that, but I don't know what that changes about it. I don't well, know. that was, it, it certainly made it. They were not parodying musicals. Yeah. Like, cause I've listened to a, podcast about uh with the creator and some of the actors of that show about it and they all just they loved musicals yeah. like they were like we were so happy to do this we really enjoyed well they, musicals, i mean it's so like, we were happy to do and again this is the versatility of doctor who and maybe maybe just like a, i mean it's um doctor who is just like okay we we landed in a western and now we're going to be in a western versus like you compare it to like star trek the next generation which again is a brilliant sci-fi show but if they wanted to do this they had to go in the holodeck and be like, ah, oh, we're trapped in 1950s earth. And like, or the original Star Trek had the one where they slightly unbelievably went to a planet that had somehow built itself around 1930s gangland, Chicago. Or something. <laughs> oh, really? It's, like, it's a great episode called the piece of the action. And it's very good, but it is like, it's pretty implausible, but they, they basically like, we wanted to do a fun gangster thing and it's kind of a comedy or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, there's a planet where they just, built around this culture and you're like okay uh but i mean dr who the flexibility is that you can do any i mean over 60 years i guess you're just going to end up doing everything and all you had to do is just plop your characters down in it. so maybe there's less of like it needed to have a point because because the series is so unbound it doesn't need to have that much explanation as to why we're going to suddenly do this other thing I just wanted to mention that my definition of the difference between parody and pastiche is from a blog called literariness.org. It's literary theater, theory and criticism. It's an article called Postmodern Use of Parody and Pastiche by Nazrullah Mambrol. And I wanted to mention that 
So cite, cite, yeah, cite your sources because people, a lot of people using our podcast for academic research are going to need to right. know if we're using, you know, are they citing us or are they citing our sources? Fair point. That's right. That's right. If you're All using right. a podcast for academic research, by the way, yikes. <laughs> we should speak I'd in more to. quotable. Well, if you are, then I think you should have to defend your thesis with right. us, too. Yeah. Yeah. Not just with your advisors. Yeah, we should this. be in the room. I'll yeah. travel. I'll go wherever you're be... writing your thesis, if it's nice. If it's not nice, I won't go. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go wherever it is, as long as it's maybe Caribbean yeah, Island. Really <laughs> so there, nice. there are 300 official Doctor Who television stories. We have ranked 144 yeah. of them. We're now going to rank these. Uh, all right. I will start with a town called Mercy. I didn't like this. <laughs> I put this I put this low. I, 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 I just... It wasn't. It wasn't that bad, but I, I decided I just didn't really like it that much, so I put it down below. I put it. I found a good spot for it, which is right with the curse of the black spot, which I also didn't mm-hmm. really like. And similarly, a new who, and uh, so that is one hundred and twenty-eight out of the one hundred forty-six stories that is in the in the crapper, as they say. It is below the black spot. It's right above Dragonfire mm-hmm. and Doctor Who. But the ones I put above it, I was like. Well, you know, as we've discussed many times, I have Curse of Fenric down there, mm-hmm. so it's definitely going yeah. above that. But also other things like always talk about Delta and the Bannerman. And then I thought it was about some other new Who ones that I have down below. Boomtown, The Long Game. I have actually Dalek. I didn't really like You really like Dalek, and I, I don't. New Earth and The Curse of the Black Spot. And I was like, you know what? I enjoyed this less than mm-hmm. all of those. Mm-hmm. Like I, I so, so there it goes. So that's where that one is. The Gunfighters. It's really easy where to tell you where I put that. And that is number 146 of 146. Wow, dead it last. really annoyed me. I put it dead wow. last. I thought about some of these others. And I was like, it's probably just in the moment. I'm sure a lot of ranking comes with like just when yeah, I watch yeah. these. But the I was just like, rage. I don't like it. I just don't the like it. white hot rage that you experienced <laughs> while watching. <laughs> so 146. Wow. I have a new bottom new of the low. barrel. We have reached a new low in this podcast, which I'm sure our fans <laughs> say every time. They, they no, it just goes from pit to pit. And to your point, that was without reading your Doctor Who uh, compendium. Yeah, um, you should rewrite you know. it. It probably would not obviously resurrect the show. I just put, I just put a little like ditto, and <laughs> it was like, yes, everything you're saying. The Doctor right. Who celebration reprint annotated by Porter, <laughs> and that would be the only thing in it. We resell it, and we just have ditto out of the car. But. I should do it now while I'm not done. So it'll just be like, I didn't see that one. I don't know. Haven't seen that one. Who is this guy? I don't know that doctor. I'm they're They're doing a little better for me. Uh, Our our big disagreement is going to be on the gunfighters, but uh, a town called mercy. Yeah. Unremarkable. I actually, even hearing you talk about it, I was like, maybe I should go even lower. It's not bad. I like the, uh, maybe just the scene. I, (laughs) we had the clip of, I like Amy shooting the gun accidentally. As it moves along at an okay pace. Actually, I think I was watching. I was just like, "Oh, it's it's over." Oh, all right. Not enough happened. So I've got it at now by the end of the world. Victory of the Daleks. I got number eighty-one. Probably could even be lower. I'm probably. You know, I should just look at it. I'm like, eh, well, I don't. Know. Anyway, it wasn't terrible. Gunfighters. I got higher. I like. I said I resurrect the gunfighters. I I think it's funny. Uh and I think there's something about this something. Although you famously don't have a sense yeah. of humor, I mean we yeah, should mention that. Yeah, I'm a that. disaster when it comes to humor. Uh, I I I like 
I think part of it is um, uh, is seeing Hartnell in something where he's having a good time and it's in being funny. As I, you know, especially you know the behind the scenes and stuff, and it's like. It's like, oh, Hartnell. I, I think Hartnell is very good at being a comedic actor. I think he's enjoying himself. Uh, and, you know, you don't get too many of the line flubs and stuff like that because he's really like it. So I've got Gunfighters at number 31 uh, under right by The Lodger, which is also another comedy Doctor Who. <clears throat> um, but again, I think, the as I say, the bar for me was set so low, like, you know, right, that, right. Uh, you know, it, was, it, 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 it somehow rescued itself. So, yeah, I got number 31. So, um, uh, and you know, uh, is, when you got a toe tapper, like the Ballad of the Last Chance Saloon, um, which I listened to in the car. I don't know if other, like, with the windows God. down, just like going through neighborhoods and stuff. And I, it's a good song. Yeah, <laughs> well, listen, you can find. Oh, sorry. Let's see how that works out. Wildly yeah, different rankings. That may be now the biggest difference. We'll have to check that out. So, uh, Supercomputer, my my <laughs> bottom of the barrel does bring down the gunfighters mm. to 98 mm. out of uh, out of 146. So I'm just. Uh, I mean, let's be honest. For me, it's okay. But if if someone was like, "Hey, do you can you recommend a good story to watch?" and they weren't <laughs> like, uh, and it'd be sort of a badly put together western, I, and it, if, if anything but that, then it would probably be in in the. You low. could ask them, "Do you like badly yeah, put together same western? Thing. Do you like <laughs> pastiches? Because we brilliantly explained what one is." <laughs> No, I like parody. Well, yeah, then this is not for you. This no. isn't it. Uh, a Town Called Mercy shows up at number 108 mm-hmm. out of 146. You can go to mindprobe.show, our website, where you can see all our rankings. You can see me, John's, or the combined ones. Uh, you can also subscribe to the show after I fix the links. That's apparently a problem. <laughs> I need to look into this. Yeah. Who has the time? If you're having, how about this? If you're having problems subscribing to the show, then how would you be hearing this? Yeah. Mm. I'll have to think about what I was about to ask. <laughs> but if, if somehow you're, you're having problems, problems subscribing to the say show. nothing and we'll eventually get around <laughs> to you. We're going to start surveying people one by one because that's we go the extra mile that's for our fans. Yeah. Hmm. I'll have to think about this. Uh, well, anyway, if you can, you could subscribe to the oh, show okay. and you, that's something you're you recalculating do. the differences. I'm just yeah, I'm going to check it this out. This is exciting. It is a difference of 115 in ranking, and that is the new biggest biggest difference difference. of... This is the rift that is tearing this podcast apart. This is the one. This is... Curse of Fenric would would be the other one. Let me find where that is. I think that was the previous biggest... 66 is the Cave of Androzani. 61... Curse of Fenrir is 96. Yeah. So yeah, this is the new, new, new one. The Curse of Peladon also. The Nadir of our relationship. Why did you like the Curse of Peladon so much? That's a good one. It's got off the century. How can you not love the, that one? Bad Wolf Parting the Ways. I also did. Basically all the ones that I didn't like, you're like, I think they're pretty good. I'm like, screw you, John. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew this would fall apart. Honest. John, uh, you have anything else to say about our website or what's coming up next week? You should look at our website uh, or YouTube or podcast thing. In terms of what's coming up. Yes. So again, not reaching far into the into the into the well to figure out commonalities here, but we've got the I think I think we're on the penultimate Amy Rory story. So every start to get your little tear ducks uh-huh. ready. 
we have uh, uh the doctor comes back to down to earth and spends some time with amy and murray and we have this uh the cubes the invasion the slow invasion of the cubes in the power of three uh there's a lot of meaning to that uh, story but basically yes the power of three and so i've paired that with and see if you can find a link here the three doctors a three Ooh. a three so there's threes in all of these things the Three Doctors is the 10th anniversary story, uh, and it is, uh, it's going to be Porter, Porter's first multi-doctor story, which becomes, and I, I want, it's part of the reason I had this. It was like a special. Yeah, it was a big special. Uh, the first time earlier doctors had come back, first and second, join the third for an adventure. It's got a lot of Brigadier, so you're going to enjoy it. I think you're going to like this one. Uh, but. Uh, I had to get this in here because we're coming up on the big uh, 50th anniversary. Uh, and so I had to get you familiar with this concept of the multi-doctor story. It's just an exciting one coming up. Yeah. You got to ease me into yeah. things. As always, thank you for the... The the, the web of, of considerations that goes into programming. And, and I have to understand what you know and what you like and all. It's just a lot. So It's so tough. Effort. You... You carry a heavy load, you I know. Do. Heavy lies the you head know. that wears the Doctor Who podcasting headphones. <laughs> <laughs> it's really tough yeah. for you, and I thank you for all the and and your nation. Yeah, thanks well, you, you for your me service. This. I didn't want to do this. <laughs> you no, said, right, let's do this podcast with me. All right. You got assigned. You you showed up at the draft board and you got handed and like. Stamp section five eight. You're gonna be running a Doctor Who podcast. Eighty episodes later. <laughs> oh my yeah, god! Here we are. Here we are. We've uh, really committed to this. Bye, uh, folks. Please never play that song again. <laughs> Mindprobe.show. <laughs>